Welcome to Victory in the Word Radio Ministries of Renaissance Church of God in Christ, USA. We're the host, Bishop Dennis J. McMurray is our senior pastor, and Dr. E. Jean McMurray is our first lady. Join us in this inspiring time of praise, worship, and fellowship designed to encourage and motivate everyone through the Word of God. Now prepare your hearts to be blessed with Victory in the Word. I'm ready to go to the Word of God. I'm Bishop Dennis McMurray, and uh, on behalf of our First Lady, Dr. E. Jean McMurray, and the entire congregation here at Renaissance, we say God bless you this year, and may heaven exceed your greatest expectations. Now, God, we ask that you bless our time in the Word today. Let it be revelatory. Let it be encouraging. Let it be life-changing, and let it be just what your people need to hear this day that will allow them to declare God is good all the time and all the time God is good. In Christ Jesus' name I pray and I thank you, God. Amen. Again, I am Bishop Dennis McMurray, Senior Pastor of the Renaissance Church of God in Christ, Grand Rapids, Michigan, USA. A word of inspiration from the book of Isaiah, chapter 26. Isaiah, chapter 26, verse 3 and 4. These words are recorded. Thou will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusteth in thee. Trust ye in the Lord forever, for in the Lord Jehovah is everlasting strength. I want to read that also in the New Living Translation version of the Bible. It says in Isaiah 3, Who will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you. All whose thoughts are fixed on you, trust in the Lord always, for the Lord God is the eternal rock. Then lastly, I want to read that passage in the message version of the Bible. And it says, people with their minds set on you, you will keep completely whole, steady on their feet, because they keep at it and don't quit. Depend on God and keep at it, because in the Lord God, you have a sure thing. Oh, my goodness gracious of life. God bless our word today. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. I just want to talk to you from the uh, uh, historical significant background of this passage of Scripture. And, 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 and in doing so, I, I, I'm, I'm reflected on the current state of our world because our world right now is more complex than ever. Equally so, people's lives are just as complicated. Choices and circumstances are making life so very, very unique at this time. And when we look at biblical history and the mind of God, we must realize that in order to make sense out of life, we've got to depend on God. We're living in what's called chaos, and we'll talk about that here in a few moments. But let's first look at the book of Isaiah. For the book of Isaiah was written to send a message of encouragement and hope. Encouragement and hope and promise for the faithful remnant of God's people who were committed to a true relationship with him. Even though these people were troubled and even those, even though they were challenged, they would not compromise. 
And that's what God is saying to us today, that even though there's trouble in the land, even though there's challenge in the land, we must not compromise. And when we look further at the book of Isaiah, it's centered on God's chosen people, the Israelites. But the Israelites were going through a time of difficulty because they had lost their focus. And God was dealing with them and he was trying everything to lovingly move them back to repentance. God first tries to move us lovingly back to repentance, but sometimes we listen and sometimes we don't listen. And, and, and that's where the book of Isaiah is, is, is talking about right now as it grabs it, because in the book of Isaiah, the people were living in the midst, watch this, y'all, of over four of over 50 years of power and prosperity. I mean, think about it, man. They, 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 everything they touched had a Midas touch. And, and, and in a 50-year period, everything successful, everything moving, and everything positive in that time of power and prosperity. They were also living in what I call generational reward. God was blessing them because they were in a season where God had to bless them because of what their ancestors had endured through Egyptian slavery and through different challenges as the Old Testament points those things out. And there's an emphasis in, the, uh, in this teaching on two particular groups that made up the children of Israel. There, there was what's called the Northern Kingdom. And then there was called the southern kingdom. The northern kingdom was known as Israel. And these are the people over this 50-year time of power and prosperity. They had really, they had not only lost their focus, they had lost their mind. And they were now, instead of relying on the God who had been so good to them, instead of uh, reverencing the God who had been so good to them, they now had shifted their life focus because God had been good to them. They had shifted their life focus where they now enjoyed sensual pleasures. They enjoyed self-centered actions and attitude. They had connected with pagan worship. And even some of them had that had literally denied religion and relationship altogether. They were really focused on worldly delights and materialism. They were focused on success only, getting ahead only. They had left the God who had been so good to them down through the years. They had left the God, the only God, who had been generationally good to them. And God was trying one final moment to get their attention to move them back to repentance and back to relationship. And then there was another kingdom known as the Southern Kingdom or Judah, the tribe of praise. And on the outside, Judah was godly. On the outside, Judah appeared to be what God wanted them to be, but they were in the midst of a spiritual decline. They were in the midst of a moral decline because they were so blessed and because they were so successful. And so everything that they did in relationship to their relationship with God was really centered on me getting what I want, me becoming what I want. And anytime the message of the church and the message of the literal believer 
includes you connecting with God for what God can do for you, for what how God can make your life better. And you put a spin on it as if you want relationship, but it's really not relationship. You won't benefit from God. And yes, I know we should all have benefit from God, but God says, I would rather you have me then benefit because when you have me, then I'm going to give you benefit. And there's a focus factor there, my brothers and sisters. When God is blessing and when God is good, the focus must continue to stay on a reverence posture with God, on a relational posture with God. And then God releases into your life the blessings because you've been obedient in cultivating and maintaining relationship. And here in Isaiah, they were so out of control the church folks had lost their mind the church folks in in Israel had lost their focus and God was saying I can't have y'all worshiping the blessings more than you do the blessor because y'all my brothers and sisters in a time of prosperity in a time where it appears everything's going great God's not going to have any other God before him and so God here in the book of Isaiah He says, I've got to get my people's attention. I've got to do something to allow my people to realize they can't enjoy my blessings without having fellowship with me. They can't have the kind of life that I've given them and forget that they owe their life to me. And so God allowed what I have termed as chaos to develop in the land. He allowed chaos to hit the atmosphere. So you ask, Pastor, what is chaos? Chaos is complete disorder and confusion, turmoil and disruption. That's what God allowed to have happen was disorder, confusion, turmoil, and and total disruption. And my brothers and sisters, if we look at our world today, the same has happened. We're living in the midst of chaos. Chaos has been released to get the attention of God's people. There's chaos in the government and the choices that are being made and the administrative choices that are being made. There's chaos in terms of nations against nations. There's chaos in terms of social unrest and social disappointment. There's chaos in terms of family matters being troubled. There's chaos in terms of individual challenges and and individual trauma. There's chaos. Violence is at a level that it's never been before. There's chaos in the land. There's chaos in the land. There's chaos in the land. And God is trying to get our attention through the chaos. We can use all of the human insight and all of the human challenges and all of the human tools and skill sets that we know. But God is not going to allow the answers to come until we return back to him and return back to right relationship with him and that's why I'm sharing this with you all today to help you understand that we are living in the midst of chaos but chaos for some is a warning to return back to God but then chaos for others um, is the destiny for ungodly living so I say to you today whatever chaos is whatever the case is chaos is real and I pray that if you find yourself in the midst of 
personal chaos, institutional chaos, social chaos, family chaos. God is trying to get our attention like the old song of the church used to say, it's time to get right, church, and let's go home. God is saying that I'm going to protect you and I'm going to bless you because when chaos when chaos is at the forefront of life, chaos results in unpredictable human behavior and outcomes that results in undesirable circumstances. Chaos begins small and gradual, but increases over time. My brothers and sisters, we are living in the midst of aggressive chaos. We are living in the last time, and I'm here to tell you all today that when humanity is dealing with the devastation of chaos, it seeks peace. But right now, we're seeking peace and answers and solutions from the human world, not the peace of the spiritual world of God. And anytime you seek peace and seek solutions from the dynamics of the human world, you'll always fail and always be disappointed because in order for the world to give you its peace, the peace has to exist and it depends solely on everything in life being favorable. Everything must be going well for human peace to bring peace into the world. The economy's got to be good. The school systems have got to be good. There's got to be zero violence. Marriages and families have to be good. Careers have to be good. Our health has to be good. In general, life has to be good in order for the human kind of peace to bring peace into this world. We have to understand something, my, my brothers and sisters, in the midst of where we we're living now, life will never be good again within the human world because Satan is the God of this age and the God of this world. Second Corinthians, the second chapter and the fourth verse and also John 14 and 30 lets us know that Satan is the prince of this world but even if he's the prince of this world and he's trying to orchestrate chaos at a level that he's never done before he cannot and he will not he will not have the victory the Lord says this is my church and the very gates of hell shall not prevail against this this world is God God's world and John 10 10 says the thief comes but to steal kill and destroy chaos but I am come that they might have life and life in abundance peace and so my brothers and sisters I say to you therefore we will never have world peace but we can have the peace of God in the midst of chaos so you say Pastor McMurray what is peace Peace is not the absence of trouble, but peace is the presence of God in the midst of trouble. And Paul says that God's peace, oh my God, is a peace that passes 
all understanding will never be trouble free. But as long as God is with us, keeping us when we can't keep ourselves, helping us in the midst of the storm, that's when God can be God. And I'm here to tell you all today that God will be God. There's no force on the face of this earth that can prevent God from being God. The song of the church says to us, if we trust and never doubt, the Lord will surely bring you out. Just bring your burdens to the Lord and leave them there. Y'all, we got to start bringing our life issues and our life circumstances to the Lord and leave them there because God is the true God of peace. And he said to us in John, the 14th chapter and the 27th verse before he ascended back to heaven, he says, peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. And I want to read that in the New Living Translation as well. He says to us, I am leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and peace of heart. And the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give. So don't be troubled and don't be afraid, my brothers and sisters. I'm here to let you all know that God is in control because the kind of peace that Jesus is speaking of is called irene in the Greek, which simply means a state of rest, calm, absence of stress and pressure, well-being and quietness because of a right relationship with God. When you're right with God, there can be peace in the midst of the storm. It says, if you keep your mind stayed on me, and mine in the Hebrew means, even though there's trouble all around you, I'm going to allow your mind to function at a level that brings creative imagination, that always deal with plans and ideas on how life can be better and how things can be better. And so my brothers and sisters, I'm here to let you know we've got to do like they did in the scriptures when the storm hit the water and Jesus was in the boat with them. They made an intentional choice to wake up Jesus, to calm the storm. And that's what Jesus is saying. If you wake me up, I'll calm the storm in your own personal life. I'll calm the storm that comes to threaten your peace. I'll give you a peace that surpasses all understanding. And my brothers and sisters, from here to the end of this world, peace and chaos will always coexist. But the key is right relationship with God. The irene peace results in what's called shalom peace. And shalom peace is completeness, wholeness, prosperity, rest, harmony, absence of stress and weary. God is your focus in your relationship and he will keep you in perfect peace if you keep your mind stayed on him. God bless you. Live in peace and live in the safety of God. Thank you for listening to Victory in the Word Radio Ministries of Renaissance Church of God in Christ USA, where our senior pastor is Bishop Dennis J. McMurray 
and Dr. E. Jean McMurray is our First Lady. It is our prayer that you've been moved by the Word of God. We welcome you to join us at 1001 33rd Street, Southeast Grand Rapids, Michigan, 49508. Be prepared to attend Sunday school at 9 a.m. in the Family Life Center and our Sunday morning worship service at 10.30 a.m. We also invite you to attend our midweek worship opportunities on Wednesday afternoon, 12 noon, in the chapel, and Thursday at 6.45 p.m. in the Family Life Center. Feel free to call us at 616-243-0991. Also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thank you for joining Victory in the Word, and until next time, walk in victory.